Well, grab a seat, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Flipper Friends, it is a Saturday afternoon, so you know it's time for us to record the Flip and Friends. I am your host, Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis. You know the executive producer of Flippin' Friends and That Davis Show. It is Ryan Bukabeski. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski 1. And last but not least, from Second City Sports and also contributor to We Are Regal Radio, Sydney Brown. Follow him at Sid Kid 80 How you guys been doing this week, man? And Ryan, I already know. Well, see, how have you been doing? Let's go to real quick with the Total the Roots and stuff. Everybody, make sure you check out Second City Sports. They had a terrific interview with a friend of the show, Cheryl Ray Stout. Uh, always uh, support Second City Sports. So how did the Cheryl interview go, Sydney? Well, it went great. You guys can check it out wherever you download your podcast. And also, we're on iHeartRadio. Download that iHeartRadio app and search for War on Anchor, and then go to Second City Sports and listen to the episode from there. Now, my thoughts on Tony, Tony LaRussa, I'll be honest with you, I'm torn, but I'm, I'm forced to accept it. I understand why people have uh, angst against him because of what his stance were. We were talking about it before we came on about the LaRusso stance against Colin Kaepernick a few years ago. I guess some people can change, but let's be honest here. He has to tote the line just like everybody else because we, we are living in a different climate. So we'll see how that goes. The White Sox cannot afford to lose any PR points because they're up and coming right now, not just in the city of Chicago, but in the world of baseball is having one of the best, if not the best young roster in the league. Now, as far as Lurus's baseball knowledge is, is concerned, uh, no one can touch him. And I don't think anyone should question it. If you do, you don't know what you're talking about. My only concern is, will he let the players on that team like Tim Anderson and Eloy Jimenez, can he let them be themselves? It's going to be interesting to see uh, what his what the meanings with individually with those players in the next coming weeks will be like. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you, Sydney. Um, it's going to be interesting. I hope it uh, goes goes well and positively. But um, mm-hmm. he, um, it's kind of still it's, it's bittersweet uh, fruit to say the least when it comes to this situation because it just I don't know, man. I feel like Jerry Rossoff basically kicked me in my teeth. Shout out to Jerry for the kick, teeth kicking. <laughs> you know, I, I do. Uh, but, I mean, now, a few days off of it, I mean, he's one of the greatest managers ever to coach or manage in the MLB. Um, so, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I've expressed my emotions about it, so I'm not really going to hold on to it as much. Uh, Ryan did an excellent clip. Ryan, I don't uh, I don't spend as much time watching the clips as I should. Uh, that one was poignant how you chopped it up at the end where it was like, I'm just not going to have the same amount of emotions I would have had he not been hired. Um, so, yeah, that's just how I feel. So if you want to know how I feel, you can go and check out some of the clips that we put out there or the whole um, show that we did just for that. And also uh, we interviewed uh, James Feagan yesterday from the Athletic Chicago. So make sure you uh, you check that one out. I got to get the audio up. I had the audio up. Well, audio will be up this show you you even hear this show so uh definitely check that out we all shared our opinions on the Tony Russo hire and uh letting the wonderful cheater AJ Hinch go to Detroit which we could have just <laughs> cheating ass here I'm remember glad he's we, not uh, on my team <laughs> remember we talked about that and we kind of laughed at the idea because we just figured the Dodgers would be open or the right. White Sox right like why is he gonna go to Detroit they got no talent there Right. And we were wrong. That was the only team that was going to give him a chance in this situation. Clearly, 
Jerry Reinsdorf was not going to hire AJ Hinch. Like that, if you didn't, I, that came out loud and clear when you found out that Bruce Bochy was number two. Not saying that Bruce Bochy right. isn't than AJ Hinch, um, having three World Series in what five years. Um, but when you see that, you know, I mean, listen, I would have settled, and I mean, settled, I mean, in a positive manner, I would have taken Sandy and just been happy. Oh, yeah, he did a great and job. Sandy would be, he, his heart would always be looking back at Cleveland because we know Terry Francona is probably going to end up retiring in a year or two. Uh, that'd be my only fear is like what he would be like, man, I want to go back home. Be like, you here now. But um, <laughs> I would have yeah, been. Too happy. bad for AJ Hinch. He's just not old enough to be in the old boys. Right. Yeah, you got 20 more years, man. But yeah, I would have definitely been happy. Uh, I wouldn't be mad if, uh, even though he's probably going to get the job back in Boston, I wouldn't be mad. I know it's not going to happen here if we saw somebody like uh, uh, Alex Cora being on the bench, um, you know, could come down there and be on the bench like his brother used to be. Uh, for the White Sox, you know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset, but that's not going to happen. So we're going to let that go. We'll jump into some flip topics. All right. Starting off, we have a, a man falls through a New York City pavement into a rat-filled chasm. Uh, man trapped in a hole teaming with rats for half an hour after New York City pavement collapsed from under him uh, last Friday, Saturday, actually. Leonard Shoulders, that's a terrible name for somebody that fell through a hole. Leonard Shoulders. <laughs> doing a lot of this. Did he give an <laughs> alias or something? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, my name, Leonard uh, Shoulders. Uh, shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Leonard Shoulders dropped almost 15 feet into a sinkhole, was unable to cry for help out of fear the rats would get in his mouth. It's mm. crawling on him. He can't move. He, he just, it was so bad the victim's brother, Greg Wright, told NBC News. So wait, your brother's name is Greg White? But your Leonard Shoulders. Okay. Greg, don't give your full name. Greg, uh, <laughs> he didn't want to yell because he was afraid that he was going to get rats going inside of his mouth. Dog, that is crazy. Yeah. Like, if you're in something and the rats, you're scared to yell because you think the rats are going in your mouth. Oh, my. You can't be like, like you have a broken leg and you right. just can't even yell out in pain because you're afraid of a rat getting in. Oh, the vision mm, just like struck as, me. As Ryan tells us the future, Mr. Shoulders plunges from Yahoo <laughs> 12 feet into a vault, breaking his arm and leg. And when the ground gave away beneath him while he waited for a bus in the Bronx. Dog, you know how bad it is to be waiting for a bus in the Bronx then end up in a rat temple? That's That's three bad things all together. He went down feet first, Mr. White added. He was just standing there on the sidewalk, and it just, it was like suction, like a sinkhole. He just went down. It took a half an hour for emergency services to extricate uh, the 33-year-old New Yorker from the sinkhole. He was taken to uh, St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx, where spokesperson said that he was in stable condition. Not <laughs> mentally. Oh, my God. Wait, we got the video. Uh, the video is, um, let's see if you get this right. I apologize, guys. It went Bada bing, bada boom, bye bye. Here we go. The Bronx, another frightening situation caught on camera. This time, as a man falls through a opens up wrong, but on the sidewalk. Looks like he came out of the store. On the next, dude, the victim's brother spoke with Those shoulders wasn't helping him stay up there when he tried to hold on to himself the there right there. being treated at the hospital. His brother tells us he is alert and recovering, but is deeply traumatized by what happened. Surveillance video shows a man walking to the bus stop on 3rd Avenue by 183rd Street Saturday, and as he waits, he takes a step forward, and all of a sudden... Oh, Lord, oh, man. Oh, no. I was casually waiting for the bus, and it just... 
A crowd rushes over to where police say a layer of sidewalk concrete gave out and the 33-year-old victim fell down a 12 to 15-foot hole. This witness told us in Spanish, I looked down and the guy was only moving his hand. First responders soon arrived, but the victim's brother told us he was trapped down there for about half an hour. Rats crawling on him, he can't move. He's just, he didn't want to yell so bad. He, he didn't want to yell because he was afraid it was going to be rats. Uh, you know, went inside his mouth and stuff. So he was just there. Finally, firefighters were able to pull him out and put him in an ambulance to the hospital. When he fell, his face, like, it scraped concrete. So Oof. his, you know, his came off. Uh, his arm was, Ooh. you know, bad. His leg is numb. The Department of Buildings says the sidewalk over the building's cellar had been in disrepair and gave out. A DOB inspector has since issued a full vacate order for the five-story building and ordered its owner to build this green fencing around it. It was like one out of a million chance of that happening. Like, I was shocked. I was surprised. But, you know, he's, he's breathing. The building's department is investigating whether there were any construction code violations, while the transportation department tells us it issued a sidewalk violation here years ago, but ultimately it is the property owner's responsibility to maintain the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. Thank God Man. that wasn't Melvin. Whoa. You just said the words right in my mouth, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them close, Sid, otherwise the rats will get in there. Whoa, I, they lost the humor when you found out, how when you saw that blood on his face and him going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Losing the skin because you're just Woo! falling <laughs> in the concrete. We're part, I, and listen, I, I think it's just probably from movies. I would think if rats, and I guess I'm totally wrong, if rats smell blood, they don't just start biting at something? Like they I, could, I think. I guess it's just movies that I'm thinking about that, but wow. They didn't say anything about the rats biting, biting the gentleman, but yeah, that's messed up, man. I, see, Ryan, you brought up that, that, that levity, and then it went really left real quick. <laughs> wow. Wow. You're the picker. Wow. Don't get mad at me, folks. He's the picker. I never watched the video. I didn't watch the video. I watched, third, I watched the first three seconds when he fell in. So oh, what did you think you were going to see? Oh, it's a bouncy castle. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he just fell uh, into a ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese, and there was a couple of rats. Oh, my goodness. All right. All right. Moving along. Um, Alex Provisano, who owns a salon in downtown Washington, D.C., installed his door and window uh, coverings Wednesday, not knowing where the next week's election would prompt a replay of the protests earlier this year and when some businesses were damaged. This is from Yahoo. When the protest broke, broke out in May, the entire street was vandalized, uh, Provisone said, who owns the AP Salon just off of McPherson Square, a block north of the White House. I decided that uh, then that we were board up. He said the plywood remained in place until July. But with contentious elections looming, uh, he, he pulled the boards out of storage and recovered the window and recovered the windows in the front door. I'm usually a very positive person. I hope for the best. But the people are very stressed out and there's a lot of uncertainty in this country right now. It's pretty scary. Large swaths of downtown Washington within blocks of the White House resemble coastal communities girding for the uh, powerful hurricanes. Hotels, office buildings, coffee shops, and restaurants were sheathed in plywood with some of the makeshift barriers stretching enti nearly entire blocks. Golly. I would do the same thing, man, to be honest. I'll tell you this. I'll do the same thing. Get Washington. If I had a business anywhere, I would do the same damn thing come Tuesday. All right? And I was thinking it's funny. It's funny. Uh, um, and we don't have any of the other guys here. Uh, we were sitting there. This had to be maybe a seventh or eighth episode of the flip. I was thinking it was the third or fourth. But then I remember we started to flip in May. 
when I came up with the assistance of Kyle, the idea of doing the flip. Um, we were sitting there in a the small studio, and you all can remember the small studio next to the regular studio, the production studio back at the school. We used to do the flip. So it could be like five or six of us in that one room doing the flip, passing the mic around uh, or whatever. So we were sitting there, and I don't think, maybe Tony wasn't there. It may have been me, Jason, and D. If it was anybody else, I feel like Tony wasn't there. Because I feel like Tony, yeah, Tony definitely wasn't there. So we're sitting there and we're having us an election night show because we used to do it on Tuesday nights, I believe, having us an election night show. And we're all going into this thinking Hillary was going to win. And Tony keeps texting us that Donald Trump is up. And at first, when, when the first came in, we was like, yeah, but you know, I'm like, well, just wait, just wait, just wait. And Tony's like, no, nah, it doesn't look right, right? And we're like, whatever. By the end of the show, we knew Donald Trump basically had won, right? And it was like a new, like, it was mind-blowing to, to wake up. What I just said to you about the worst thing with uh, the, 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 the worst behavior song from, from Drake. I, worst? I played that again that next morning. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, I like how that that's again. your go-to when the that's worst my, is happening. When racism happens, <laughs> I go to motherfuckers that loved us. Right. <laughs> I like to reaffirm us. It's funny because then... Uh, he's in jail now, unfortunately. But Taxstone, a podcaster that was, he was, Taxstone, man, think about this, but four years, Taxstone was doing numbers. He put, if anybody watched Drake Champs, Taxstone kind of gave Nori the idea to do a podcast. But Taxstone had put a podcast out that morning after the election, and it made me feel good. And I, had, I think I maybe retweeted and he had uh, added me. Because I was like, this is exactly what I need. And basically, he was just saying, get your shit together, because now they let you know what's really going down. That's how I felt, uh, whatever. So shout out to Taxstone. Hopefully, you get out one day, bro. Uh, but uh, yeah, man. Just so uh, to go back to this situation, if I own business, listen, I don't care where I would be, because you don't even know which side and who's going to get crazy now. I mean, being in the, the inner city, chances are somebody coming in to the inner city. It still could happen, though. We see agitators come in, but chances are, let's just say, if uh, Joe Biden won, that you're going to have, like, the, the Trumpers come through and break down Stony Island or low. They're starting to have a civil war right there. <laughs> What'd you say, Sydney? I said, they're not coming down Cottage Grove. Exactly. Oh, they definitely not coming down Cottage Grove. <laughs> you know that. They wouldn't make it. <laughs> Listen, they would be getting caught right there when, when you got to make that left or right when you get to Chicago State. <laughs> you never yep. <laughs> Boy, that's a visual, though, just seeing, like, an army of Trump supporters, like, protesting in downtown Chicago, let's say. Right. It'd be like, what planet am I on? What's going right. on right now? And you know some of them be strapped. I was just uh, reading an article on Kyle Rittenhouse uh, that the Tribune put out. Me too! I was oh just reading gosh, that, talking about that the gun was over his buddies. He kept, he was too young to have the gun. A buddy bought the gun and kept it over his pop's crib. And it's just like, reading is just like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, but you, you're going to have some Kyle Rittenhouses if that did happen uh, downtown doing that. But uh, man, I, l listen, to be honest, and maybe I'll be wrong, man. I was on Texas on the thread that we're all on with the other guys today, man. We only got a few more days till part of this shit is over because it'll never totally be over as long as there's a microphone around this motherfucker. But we got three more days, brothers, to where we can come back to some sense of normalcy when we turn on our televisions, all right? I mean, it's been four, think about it, it's been four years of this bullshit, right? Four years of the White House being used as a straight toilet. I don't care what nobody says. 
to being used just for one for, for, for one person's gain at all points, at all times. All right. And not to say that the other presidents were these um these great humanitarians. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I've never lived in a world like this. And if you if you can't own that, you just lying. All right. Regardless if you like the gentleman or not, nothing has been like this. And I'm I'm tired of the soap opera. And again, I think we, I voted. I think all of us have voted. Sydney, did you go vote yet? I'm gonna vote Tuesday. Did you, oh, whoa! You really playing with it? Did you vote, Ryan? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Ryan. I don't know. That wasn't convincing. Uh-huh. What do you I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You're like, Damn I it! Did. I did. I got it over. Leave me alone. Making sure. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. So it's good that we finally get to the point where, and again, we still gonna have to hear it. He's probably going to have a show someplace on Fox or whatever. You're feeling really good that he's not going to get reelected, huh? Yeah, I, I am feeling really good. Oh, I, man. Listen, and you know what? I don't know if I, I feel, feel the same optimism. I kind of felt like maybe that's why you wasn't, you was like, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I want to I wanna be happy as hell, Ryan, so that if he wins, it will just intensify my anger. Right? So if I'm right, so if I'm like this, if I'm like, okay, I'm prepared for anything, it happens, it's going to be like, ho, huh. But if I'm happy and it goes left, I'm going to be pissed. I need that anger energy. <laughs> All right? Like, I, I'm serious. I'm serious. I, I need that. I need Worse will be on, on all the time. Worse behavior will be on all day long throughout my premises. But, uh, yeah, I am. I'm, and it's really, I think, early voter turnout is um the crazy thing. Because I don't get this. Where we vote usually, we didn't vote there this year, all of Harvey. I've said this before. We've never really experienced the lines. Now, we've gotten in there and gotten to where you vote and maybe have to wait like a person or two, perhaps, perhaps, but never like a line going out and people saying they had to wait an hour. Now, we went to go vote last Friday, I believe, and it was the weather, it was incumbent weather, or inclement rather, I'm sorry. And so nobody really wanted to come out. And the place we went, people were saying it was a 30-minute wait. I know Dean went there the week before, and he said he, he got in and got in straight in and out. It's over in uh, the Jeffrey Manor is a place where we went to we some, 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 some school. Um, but we, we walked straight in there, voted, and walked straight out. So that was, that was great to get it done and over with because I had to worry about it anymore. Um, but, yeah, Brian, back to what you're saying, I think old man Joe is about to get him one. Um, mm. I think, oh man, yo, your president's about to be sitting there going blank during the State of the Union addresses, but at least he's not going to be sitting there making sure Hunter's uh, pocketbook is padded the way that the number 45 has been with his children in his bank account. So, Sydney, what do you think? Do you think uh, 45's going out and he's going to get to stay in another four years come Tuesday night? It's really a tough call. I wouldn't be surprised uh, either way. But, you know, if you if you believe these polls, I know Biden was up. I don't know what's the latest numbers are says uh, I think close to 80 million people have early voted. But yeah. but remember what as you referenced four years ago, remember who was up in these polls, Hillary Clinton. We saw what happened there. So I really don't believe in the in, in these polls. Now, there are some people they're going to say, well, because of the climate that we're in right now, everything that what that happened this year. Oh, I'm voting for Biden. This is where all this activism is about let's get trump out of office let's get biden in there but let's be honest here many people not all people but many people are can say to you and me and to in front of these cameras yeah i'm voting for biden then go turn around privately go vote for 45 right i think that, listen, that's why I, I, said, I wouldn't be surprised if, if trump won i, I wouldn't I be do, surprised i do think there are going to be people that do that even though i'd be honest with you if it was me 
I, if, if I didn't want to hear anybody's mouth, I just want to tell you who I'm voting for. I want to just straight lie about it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's definitely going to be some people that are definitely doing that. But I just think that we've, I think that, that just all these events that took place in 2020 is uh, something speaking to us about us needing to change. Like if this was a body, we need a detox. <laughs> Your doctor's like, you live in a foul life. You need to quit off and detox and get rid of everything. That, that's how I feel like 2020 has shown us the, the world, let alone this country. And I think it's galvanized people. And I think you're going to see Joe Biden win the election come Tuesday night. That's how that's how I feel as of right now. If I'm wrong, I'll be pissed off, which I want to be pissed off. I want that energy. I want that smoke, to say the least. All right. Continue talking politics. It's from Yahoo. Cash Money superstar Lil Wayne seemingly endorsed Trump in a tweet that quickly blew up Thursday, posing uh, a picture with his thumbs up alongside the president while hailing Trump's work on criminal reform. Uh, Just had a great meeting with Trump, the New Orleans native, born Dwayne Michael Carter Jr., wrote on Twitter. Besides what he's done so far with with criminal reform, the platinum plan is going to give the community real ownership. He listened to what we had to say today and assured uh, that he will and can do. Uh, Weezy became the second high-profile rapper to collaborate with Trump in a month. The platinum plan, the platinum plan. We don't even wear platinum no more, no damn more, right? Like this, <laughs> it's so out of style, right? Also known as the promise to Black America, that's better, all right? A place to. I know we use somebody's uses already. The spinning rims plan, right? That's basically what it made it be. Oh boy. The spinners, the spinners, please. Spinning, spinning. I know what you blacks want, some spinning rims, right? <laughs> Every house will have spinning rims. <laughs> a pledge to increase wealth in black communities. On October 13th, Trump's senior advisor, Katrina Pearson, tweeted that Ice Cube had worked with the administration on developing the plan of the former NWA rapper, later defended his work with Trump, saying that he was trying to make a deal with whoever was in power. <laughs> Um, listen, dude, Lil Wayne is the same motherfucker that sat there five years ago about, and I, with Trayvon Martin and, um, um, uh, Mike Brown and all that was happening was like, I, I don't care about none of that shit. All I care about is the blood. It's like, this is the same little ignorant motherfucker that Dinky said he lives in his own world. Guess what, Lil Wayne? Go back to that own world. Go, go back. Maybe Trump's a blood. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't like Ice. Listen, this is not Ice Cube. At least trying to come up with a plan. And I tell you, I don't know enough about what Ice Cube was doing, um, but I didn't chastise him uh, for going after his plan. This and also Ice Cube is not trying to diss Lil Wayne. Diss Lil Wayne. Ice Cube is an intelligent dude. All right, compared to Lil Wayne, been full of syrup since he was twelve. I mean, please stop it. Go somewhere, little boy, and sit your ass down. Um, this was this, this, especially for someone who has made it his point to kind of stay out of politics. It's funny that this is what you pop up and you want to point out and do like this again. Somewhere, just go and sit down. Like this, I don't really care. I mean, if you first of all, Little Wayne, if you still waiting to listen to Little Wayne rap, you kind of out of it. I'm, I mean, not to say I won't give it a try. I remember telling Melvin six years ago, let Little Wayne go. He was like, no, he still may come out. That, that car phone may be it. No ceilings. <laughs> no, son, we don't need any more. Raps about fellatio and drug dealing and all this other garbage. But yeah, Lil Wayne, as far as I'm concerned, can really just shut the fuck up. It's interesting to see how uh, the many of these rappers and these actors, uh, especially uh, in the hip hop community and the black community in particular, uh, they, were, they were giving praise to Trump uh, because that's their uh, a personality they aspired to be back in the 90s and early 2000s. Now that he's our president, 
because of public pressure from their fans or from wherever they want to turn their back on them. But I've noticed a recent change of certain uh, celebrities um, getting on board with Trump. Is there a right? I can carry it less either way. As you mentioned, Lil Wayne, Kanye West, 50 Cent, and a couple others as well. I just noticed a, a real interesting trend over the last 20, 25 years. Oh, yeah, it's called Bullshit. I got you, Sydney. Again, I'm not dissing... <laughs> I'm not dissing. Um, I'm not dissing Cube as much as you know. So especially if Cube is really doing it for his people, I'm not dissing Cube. But other cats are just clowns. That's just the truth of the matter. The other cats are period clowns. Um, Kanye's had had beef started one because of him not getting along with Obama because he felt that like he helped Obama. And then when Obama, you heard Obama say that he was an idiot for what he did to Taylor Swift. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just you taking that personal shit and you playing with it with some real shit, and it's just, it's just not that serious. Um, so, 50 Cent said he was joking. Uh, Chelsea Handler was on the Breakfast Club this week, saying she reached out to him after she made a gaffe by saying that you know if you're black, you got to vote for Joe Biden, which that's that she needs to be quiet on that or whatever. But if you are black, you should vote for Joe Biden. All right, that's just the facts right now. Let's let's be honest. Let's black man, let me tell you that. All right, now it's a white person too. And listen, we're not voting for Joe Biden because we like Joe Biden. We 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 we're using him as an ends to a means right now. That's what I'm lesser of two. He's just the ends to the means, so we can step refocus because we can refocus with this clown up in there. We we it is, and I I agree. People that's um that's apolitical, but right now we need your apolitical ass votes to get rid of somebody real quick, then you can go back to doing that uh, political shit. That's, see, that's why, uh, going back to like the last uh, topic, I don't know, I'm feeling a lot like 2016 all over again, where it seemed, I just had this doubt mm. about Hillary, and not that I necessarily thought Trump was going to win, but I had a very strong fear of it, more than... More than what people were saying at the time, because I think even up until the election day, no one gave him a chance of really winning, or at least a certain majority of people. And this time, like like Sid just said, all these athletes are, and celebrities are just coming out, Trump lately. And I don't know how much time you guys have spent in white rural America, but that is a scary place, because there is a lot of just craziness that goes down there. Like... It's about America. It's about our freedoms, all that stuff. And Joe Biden is just, he's placed as Mr. Anti-Freedom, even though it's not true, I don't think at all. But that's how, you know, the other side, the Republican Party has kind of painted him. He's going to raise taxes and ruin your freedoms, kind of the, the normal Republican playbook. And not that the Democrats don't have their own playbook. It's it's what the both sides usually do. And I just wonder, you know, like you said, with the early voting, Ken, you know, how many people are are just as as excited to vote for him? Because it's like everybody's politically charged one way or the other right now, it seems like. And you're seeing it with just like little Wayne going out and trying to make a policy with Trump. Like everybody's trying to get in on the political wave, even if they're apolitical right now. And I just wonder if a lot of people have bought into the Trump or just going to be kind of irresponsible with their voting because like, Oh, this is what my community is voting for. So I'm going to do it. And like we saw in the last election, he lost all the major cities and the major States basically besides Texas, but he won all those swing States where there is a lot of rural America and not a lot of big liberal cities that kind of, 
balance it out. So I mean, but I think about it. he won Michigan and Ohio and Wisconsin, though. right? So those are but those are places do have big cities in, in, in them to where you can like those. They do, but it, it's yeah. not like Chicago where I mean it would be shocking if Illinois went red because of how strong like Chicago's voting is. Listen, Illinois is not going red, buddy. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah, not shocking yeah, for Wisconsin yeah. to go blue or red or Michigan or Ohio yeah, because they don't have that city that just automatically plants them as Republican or liberal. Let's not forget Florida, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Good point. Exactly. Good point, good point. All right. Moving on. Uh, there's an extremely rare metallic asteroid lurking between uh, Mars and Jupiter from uh, Yahoo. Uh, it's worth more than an entire global economy. Now, the Hubble Telesc- Hello Space Telescope has given us a closer look at the object, which is worth an estimated $10,000 trillion. All right, or... Quadrillion. 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 I'm sorry. ten thousand. much more than a trillion. You're one. <laughs> I knew- Trill, three, quad, <laughs> four. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> a new study this week from the Planetary Science, Science Journal delves deeper uh, than ever before into the mysteries of Asteroid 16 Psyche, uh, one of the most massive objects in the solar system's main asteroid belt over- orbiting between Mars and Jupiter, about 230 million miles from the Earth. It measures about 140 miles in diameter, Roughly the size of Massachusetts. Lord, that's a big ass asteroid. Most asteroids are made up of rock and ice, but 16 site is a dense and mostly made up of metal, possibly the leftovers of the core of a planet that never succeeded in forming. A so-called protoplanet, which had its core exposed following a hit and run collision that removed the body of its mantle. Uh, the study marks the fifth ultraviolet observation of the celestial object. Uh, new data reveals that the asteroid may be made entirely of iron and nickel found in, dense co- found in the dense core of the planets. Uh, there's an extremely rare metallic asteroid lurking between Mars and Jupiter, and it's worth more than an entire global economy. Now the Hubble telescope has given us a close look at the object. Again, we said that it was worth $10 quadrillion. Listen, how- we need a tractor beam, boys. <laughs> how are we going to go get it, right? We <laughs> need to get Elon on the phone, get us to the moon, and tractor that thing on in. <laughs> it's like the biggest lasso ever. Right. Imagine, Massachusetts size lasso. Like, hold this bitch steady, right? <laughs> Damn, that would be a throw. Like, no gravity or wind stopping, and that lasso goes out for like seven years and lassos around. Oh, Oh, baby, I'm reeling it in. You know that someone, and it may not be in our lifetime, some rich dude is going to try to go get that motherfucker. Best <laughs> Somebody's going to be like, dude, you can change everything. I know. Like, if you just took a, like those picks, you know, for like yes. in the ground, yes. and you just like picked off, you know, a refrigerator size and melted right. that thing down. You're a billionaire, basically. <laughs> <laughs> You're richer Maybe than a millionaire. Maybe a millionaire. Maybe a millionaire. All right, two refrigerators. Yeah, you shower Massachusetts size, but yeah, that one. That's a good one, Ryan. That one. Oh Lord, have mercy if I could get my hands that. Listen, that much money, I, dude. I would have to go and have my own planet to myself, to be honest with you. Like, I can't. I can't be down here with regular folk if I got that type of money, man. I, oh my <laughs> God, yeah. Come I mean, on, man. <laughs> Maybe maybe you could just buy half of the earth and push right. everybody out it's and force <laughs> turn in like water world like apocalypse on the one side of the earth. Go, go. Dude, you had that type of money. You you pull up laughing at uh uh at um all the billionaires that are out there, you know what I'm saying? Like I know he's right. 
dead, but Jobs and uh, Bill Gates. Uh, like, you just sitting there, it's like, yeah, look at your Bezos, your little poor ass. You know what you would do, too? You just got to be like, to all the armed force people out there, million dollars if you serve with me. Million dollars every person. Come on in. Oh, I got no. an army that's taking down the world, baby. <laughs> Until they take out me, right? That's the thing, right? Until my little militia turns on me. Well, I got to keep the asteroid somewhere where they can't get it, and I only have the keys to getting it. Oh, okay, okay. I, 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 I got to ensure my my survival. Maybe I maybe I get a backhoe and just cut like. Get dig up a ground of Massachusetts and put it in there. Just dig it down, okay. And, and yeah. then you have like a little dog. You what put is this Massachusetts-sized crater in the middle of Asia? <laughs> Look what I found. <laughs> uh, all right, moving along. This is from USA Today. An assistant professor at Furman University has resigned after university officials investigated an allegation that she lied about having Mexican heritage. An anonymous essay posted on a blog website, the medium claimed Kelly King Sharp has been posing as a Chicana, a term used to describe an American woman of Mexican descent. The Sharp resigned Wednesday, the university confirmed. Sharp, Sharp did not respond uh, by Thursday morning on the phone calls and emails sent uh, Wednesday to address uh, she's been associated with public record. Um, the anonymous essay posted under the uh, username producing whiteness <laughs> a Tuesday night included a screenshot of Sharp's Twitter bio saying Chicana assistant professor. And the tweets that Sharp's grandmother refer, uh, referenced in the screenshot as her abuela uh, immigrated to U.S. from Mexico uh, in World War II. The anonymous blog blocker claimed to have reached, researched Sharp's genealogy records and said that all Sharp's grandparents were born in the U.S. and none of them had Hispanic names. By Wednesday, Sharp's Twitter account had been deleted. The anonymous blogger identified themselves as an acquaintance of Sharp when she attended the University of California, Davis. Uh, the post said that others who knew Sharp while at UC Davis wanted to use it to publicize her fabrication and uh, strategic use of Chicana identity. So that was a bitter ex-student that, that went after her, right? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'll you're going to fail me. I'm going to expose I'm, your I'm ass. Show you. Show you. <laughs> Man, how stupid are people? Why the right. hell would you claim that you're like... Is that how she got the job or something? And also, even if you did, why is that your Twitter? Like, why is that in there? Oh, well, Tom Evelyn, the spokesperson for Foreman University, said Sharp has been employed by the university since August the 1st. They got her out of there quick, August the 1st. Her biography on Furman's website says she came to the university after teaching African uh, studies and history at Luther College in Iowa for two years. So she was using us too. The crafty son of a... <laughs> <laughs> was it just like in the interview oh by the way i'm black so oh by the way i'm hispanic oh by the way she was teaching african studies trying to come up and talking to them like you know us minorities Shady, yeah somebody was using that a lot like you can't even understand how we feel us brown people you know she us people of color she was using that she right and that all day up and down Iowa at Luther College. Mm. Oh, God. And before that, she was teaching Native Americans. And she happens to be Cherokee. Go figure. <laughs> Is she <laughs> No, she just okay, had okay. whatever. Okay. <laughs> okay. Minority <laughs> teachings. Even I had all colors of the rainbow to my bio. <laughs> hey, if it helps, right? All right, last yep. one. Guys. Dr. Dre's. This is from uh, Hot, Hot News Hip Hop. Dr. Dre's estranged wife Nicole Young wants three of the producers' alleged mistresses to testify in a divorce case. This is one of the ugliest divorces we've ever seen play out of pop culture. Dre and Nicole were seemingly happily married for nearly 24 years, but this year they shockingly filed for divorce after spending so many years together. You would think that they would want their separation to be amicable, 
However, with uh, Dre's billion-dollar fortune at stake, they both decided to get down on Dwight Vicious. <laughs> As per an exclusive report by the Daily Mail, Nicole Young is attempting to subpoena three women who are allegedly uh, the mega producers' mistresses. The women include singer Jillian Spear, former model uh, Keely Anderson, and Latin hip-hop uh, artist Crystal Rogers. Dre has a type, too. That's one thing uh, from researching this. He definitely has a type. All three women are reportedly fighting off Nicole's attempt uh, for them to testify. So they, so they, they're some good ladies. They hold you down. Some good hoes right there. But um, <laughs> joking. He's a joke. He's a joke. He's a joke. They're always. It's all legend too, right? We don't have proof. Hey, all legend. She's, she's trying to subpoena them. Shorty must got so. Listen, how she got how sloppy was he with his phone? That she got three. You no, know, three of his mistresses. Three? Like, oh, Dre. Dre, 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 Dre. Dre. But she's a billionaire. This is what billionaires do. And they all happen to be somewhat high profile, right? Yeah. Um, two of them are in the music business, and one is a model. Um, or so uh, she couldn't get anybody from Magic City to come out, huh? No, nah, no Magic City. He, Dre, Dre, Dre Ben stopped going with the Magic City type about 20 years ago. <laughs> he, he's not Magic City in it, uh, he was deaf, like I say. Google these ladies. He has, he has a type, all right, to say the least. He has a type. Oh, good, good luck to Dre and his, his Nicole. I hope they can come to some agreement um, to, to to break evenly, and it doesn't continue to go this way. I mean, she 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 says there's been some lurk, some murky stuff with the uh, prenup. Basically, what I heard was Dre that she signed a prenup, and Dre ripped it up, but it was a copy of the prenup. Which <laughs> that's hard right there. That's some hard BS right like that's yeah, I love you don't need this shit. Right? Oh back pocket. In his back pocket. I love you girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh shit. Oh shit. So yeah, so that's Basically, the show today. Uh, make sure you follow uh, my guys here, Ryan B. Ski, Sid Kid Eddie. Always check out Second City Sports. We'll be back with that Davis show uh, this Thursday. I mean, this Tuesday. I apologize. When you drop it, actually, it will be, it will be Tuesday because we may just go live with that one. So uh, check that out as we go live. You can check us out either definitely on YouTube live, but uh, Facebook or Periscope. Uh, we'll decide which one we'll use. We may use a different one. Uh, definitely going to be talking Bears. Uh, maybe we'll have something when it comes to um, uh, Tony LaRusso's. Um, team as far as his coaching staff uh we'll find out anything about that but we'll try to bring you any of that news and also as we start to get prepared for the nba draft so we're going to start to look for people to come on and talk about some of the players in the draft definitely uh bringing our boy tony gill he can help us out with that but and uh all the audio on soundcloud itunes wherever you get your podcasts <laughs> thank you ryan so uh definitely we always appreciate it um you know don't do anything crazy before you hear from us again sydney we go the flip